0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, September fifteenth, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Is Africa truly a hopeless continent? Since 2000, many countries in Africa have changed their fortunes. Marion Tubi, editor of humanprogress.org, describes some of the encouraging data that
1: highlight the reforms of many African countries. Back in 2000, uh, The Economist wrote a very famous article called "Africa: The Hopeless Continent," and it was quite possibly the worst possible time to write that because it turns out that the turn of the new millennium was the beginning of very good time for a continent uh, for, for the for the whole continent. Um, it is difficult nowadays to talk about Africa as a whole, because there are different things happening in different uh, parts of the continent. Some of them uh, are doing better than others. But overall, the continent is doing much better than anybody expected 16 years ago. Let me give you a few examples. GDP per capita adjusted for inflation and purchasing power parity has increased by 50% on average amongst Africans. Uh, That's because African economies, again on average, have been growing at about 5% per year, which is a lot. Now, that was partly a result of high commodity prices, Africa exports all of natural resources, but it was also a result of uh, domestic reforms. And you've mentioned already economic freedom, which indeed has increased uh, since the beginning of the new millennium quite substantially. Uh, The Fraser Institute uh, publishes Economic Freedom of the World Report every year. And uh, back in 2000, um, economic freedom, or rather back in 1990, which is really... Uh, the the time that you want to look at because that's when you have the collapse of communism and the end of socialist experiment and Africans are on their own without their Soviet sponsor uh, to adopt new economic policies. But between that time and uh, the latest Economic Freedom of the World Report, um, economic freedom in Africa has increased from about 475 out of 10 uh, to about 6.23 out of 10. Now that's substantial for an economy which starts uh, from very low basis. And it wasn't just economic freedom overall that has increased. Um, freedom to trade has increased um, substantially. And uh, most interestingly, uh, freedom uh, to sound money or monetary stability has increased dramatically in Africa. So. There have been reforms. This, this the, the last 16 years of prosperity was not only a result of high commodity prices, it was also a result of domestic reforms.
0: If you've seen the uh, memes that go around on the internet, you can see the United States of America placed within <laughs> Africa. So it's it's easy to uh, to see that we shouldn't paint with a broad brush when it comes to what's going on in Africa, but what countries have adopted which reforms that have really paid dividends for uh, people's, you know, basic ability to have wealth and uh,
1: develop themselves. Right. So, let's start with economic freedom. Mauritius has always been doing very well, but you also have countries like uh, Botswana and increasingly Ghana, um, which uh, are climbing up. Climbing very fast up the up the economic freedom ladder. Um, unfortunately, institutional reforms in Africa have been lagging behind economic reforms. So today, you only have six African countries, six out of forty-eight, which are fully free according to the Freedom House. And um, those countries are Benin, Botswana, Ghana, Namibia, Senegal and South Africa. Now, in some ways, this is not surprising because institutional reforms, things like um, uh, liberal democracy, political freedom, freedom of the press, and so on, tend to lag behind economic freedom. We have seen that after the collapse of the Soviet empire in Eastern Europe and in the former Soviet Union, it was much easier to implement uh, liberal economic policies than liberal politics. Um, But there is hope that as economic growth in Africa continues, as people become richer, they will also start demanding more political rights and more accountability from their government because as people have more things to lose, they acquire more property. They are much more. Um, they are much more uh, serious, or, or they are much more desirous of having their governments respect private property and. Uh, behave in a predictable manner. So um, short answer to your question is some countries have managed to combine uh, good institutions and good economics. Mauritius, Botswana is one of them. Uh, but most of them are liberalizing their economies while lagging when it comes to their political dispensations. But there are clear correlations
0: that uh, show that economic freedom tends to beget political freedom.
1: The Human Freedom Index, which uh, is compiled by my colleague, uh, Ian Vasquez, certainly seems to show that uh, as countries grow richer, uh, they also become uh, more um, politically free. And this is very important for Africa and for the rest of us, because uh, already, one in seven people who lives on this planet is an African. There is one billion Africans out of the population of seven billion. And it is also the one continent where population growth continues substantially. You know, by 2050, there will be more Nigerians than Americans. So that gives you a sense of what is happening uh, on that continent and how important it is to get those institutions and to get those economics right. Marion Tupi is editor of humanprogress.org. Subscribe
0: to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.